Good evening, folks. This is Justin, and you are listening to the Welcome to Your Doom Show. This is episode nine, our Halloween episode. Uthla and I talk about some of the films that we like watching during the Halloween season pretty much every year, and we also throw in a couple of honorable mentions. Happy Halloween, and ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your doom. Coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> Children of the night, what music they make. What's up, folks? It's Justin here. This is Otto. And this is our Halloween episode. Ooh. Oh God! We did that. Fuck at the same time. <laughs> Fucking swear jar no. right there. <laughs> swear jar quarter. In the swear we were just jar. talking. We we were we were conferring with um. Let's call him a consultant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was suggesting that we don't swear in our podcast, and it's not a bad idea. No, it is. It's, it's also not. not quite us. So we'll probably continue swearing. We're actually quite, I'd say, refrained. Refrained? Restrained. Restrained. Not refrained. I refrained from swearing. It could work. It could work. It could work if you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, listen. um, It's the Halloween season. Honestly, this is like my favorite time of year. I'm like, I'm a a pretty festive guy. (laughs) I think I've realized that I actually like to celebrate holidays. Actually, two in uh, in particular. One being Halloween, and then the other being Valentine's Day. Yeah, Saint <laughs> Patrick's Day. No, I'm just kidding. I, I do Saint like Patrick's to say Day. I, I like to celebrate Saint Patty's Day too. But uh, Christmas, I actually love Christmas as well. So during this time of year, like I, I always there are movies I come back to visit. And I think a lot of people do this. Like this time of year evokes a certain. Uh, like nostalgia, like when you were growing up, these the 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 summer, fall, and and uh, winter have such like distinct feelings. I feel like spring is just kind of a muddled mess. Spring, it's not yeah. really a season. It's like a transitional season, but like I've never like oh I remember the spring of blah blah blah. It's always summer, fall, and winter for me. Like those are the three seasons. Spring is just this weird thing. That happens for like <laughs> ten minutes in between winter. The leaves start growing back. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, between winter and uh, uh, winter, and summer. Spring, summer, fall. Right. All you got to do is come. Sorry, <laughs> James Tailoring. I think that's um, James Taylor. I don't even know that song. What? I do not. You got to get into some James Taylor, my friend. I do not. My father locking us uh, in in the car for long road trips. We couldn't go anywhere. Oh, and James Taylor is like an like an older yeah. He's an gentleman. older. He's an older gentleman. Yeah, um, is he solo solo guitar artist slash? I don't know if it's folk. I don't know. Folky. It's, it sounds folky. It's folky. It's a little folky. Folksy. Little folky. Little like yeah. rock and roll. Cool. I don't know. Well. Man. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll he has know. nothing to do with Halloween. Let's get yeah. back to Halloween. <laughs> so, so derail us completely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this time of year, like you know, I feel like fall just has like even like fall brings back a lot of memories for me as a kid. And uh, Halloween was something I really looked forward to, just being a fan of horror movies. 
and comic books and all of that good stuff. I loved a good scare. And uh, I don't know, like, do you have any sort of child child memories of, of the season? Nothing, nothing terribly specific. Um, I do... I, I've always liked dressing up for Halloween, like mm. getting dressed up. My parents were always big into it in terms of like, like getting us excited for it right. and, um, you know, finding us the costumes. Yeah. I, there was a group of friends that I hung out with, I think when I was in grade seven and eight and we went to separate high schools after it kind of drifted apart, but great, great bunch of guys. And, um, the couple couple of Halloween years that we had towards the end of elementary school were a lot of fun. Like we'd go over to my cool. buddy Phil's house and... We would get ready there. His parents yeah. would be there and stuff. His dad actually worked for, I can't remember the name of the candy factory. but Candy factory? He worked for like, it was like. So basically he was the Halloween god. He was the god of Halloween. <laughs> he's the god. Um, and he the was, deity of Halloween. <laughs> he's super, super nice. Um, so yeah, they, we, I, I'd had very fond memories of going over to his place and like me, him. Just uh, ODing on candy. Dude. But like, it was a lot of fun and it's those memories that I remember the most, but then skipping ahead to like when we were older and that shit's supposed to be so much childish, like costume parties were the shit. Yes. I love costume parties. As a kid, I lo- I loved Halloween. I had a strange experience when I was a kid where something happened on Halloween that actually put me off the holiday for a really long time. And it was, uh, it was, you know, some dick shaped lollipops. No, in fact, it wasn't. That. <laughs> um, that would just confuse me at that age. I'd be like, what is this? Is All this right. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that. Stop that. Um, it was like, I, uh, we had some kids like show up at at the house, like the old house. And the, you know, sometimes you would get, you know, the kids that were like troublemakers, right. Just like causing trouble. Like these kids were just like, I remember a buddy of mine, these kids came to his house and they like ran into his house and like grabbed the bowl what? of candy and like ran out. So it was just like shit like that where yeah. it's just like, and then one time my buddy, like my other friend when I was younger got held up for his candy, wow. but not like, not like, you know, like not like in the movie. I think they had, like they had a gun, I don't know if it was real. Nobody could tell if it was real or not. Like it was, yeah. It you know, it was it's dark and it's Halloween. Fuck yeah, knows, right? yeah. But uh, some of those you things know. you shave off the orange thing on the end, and yeah, it could be anything. Yeah, and well, back then they sold the guns, like the toy guns, the cap guns and stuff. They were true spray painted like steel. Yeah, like they were or black or yeah. like they didn't actually have any of these rules about um, replica yeah. guns. So, uh, so yeah, like stuff like that put me off the holiday for a while. I remember a couple of years I just didn't do anything. And then, uh, I moved, when I moved to, when we we were in Waterloo together, we tried to do something for Halloween. Every Halloween we went out. Um, and then in New York, oh man, New York is just a Halloween town, man. Halloween parties galore. It was great. I got back into it. It was amazing. And, uh, you know, we'd have Halloween, like, horror movie nights at the apartment. A couple of, you know, a friend of mine uh, who's um, in New York, we would trade apartments and basically invite a bunch of people over and, and watch movies. So the season itself is really special to me. Um, like even the smell, like just going outside, that cool, crisp air, the smell, everything. It's just, I don't know. It's great. I love it. I don't really mean it. Um, Another fun thing we used to do, um, this was in, in my high school years, um, my basketball coach, he, um, he, was, he was a close family friend too, and his daughter and his son-in-law, 
they would do like a big how like they decorate their house and all that. But on top of like it was some of the most lavish thing. They had rigged together a bunch of um, I think it was a bunch of drill servos or something sure. like that, and attached it to this like electric chair, and it had lights, it had sound oh, effects, yeah, smoke, yeah. everything. And then they would have every they had everything hooked up to a board in their house. Drove everything from computer for down from the you know music pumping soundboards. Wow. They'd kick off that thing. It would the the thing would just start fucking vibrating, vibrating like crazy like and just it was, getting electrocuted. But, but the fun part was being like in the high school is what five eleven six foot. Yeah, perfect height for Michael Myers. Yeah, and oh, there would yeah. be two or three of us outside, and we'd just be standing there, and then we'd just wait until kids would come close and be like, "Are they real? Are they not real?" And then just fucking chasing. <laughs> but it would be like a slow menacing chase. Yeah, you know, I mean, so, just like you know as. Michael is wont to do. As, yeah, he doesn't run. He does not he run. He doesn't even walk fast. He so. just uh, teleports. <laughs> um, so I've got this really romantic idea in my head that one day I will decorate my house just like oh, that yeah. and do the same kind of thing. That's Because that was so much fun. That's cool, man. Yeah. Like I have, I have similar, I have similar plans to to do that. Right now we've got some pumpkins outside, and I plan to have a get together spoon where we like carve some pumpkins. But I want to throw. A costume party. Like, you had a Halloween party last year. That was fucking epic. That was a good party. That was that was a great party. Um, In which and I dressed up as Freddie Prince Jr., which... Yeah, you did. Not a stretch. Nailed apparently. it. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so, you know, the holidays... I guess, like, the, the history of the holiday is not... It's not really... It's not really... St- like, North Amer- I think North America is really where... Like Canada and the United States are really where Halloween is big in that commercial sense, right? But it I does so. have like a lot of roots in these like pagan, Samhain, like Celtic, uh, Celtic like roots, which we won't go into because I'm not a fucking historian. No, I was gonna say I'm gonna put the kibosh on yeah. that right now. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, you know, and we love this time of year, uh, and we were gonna do the top four, four. Um, movies that we revisit and at Halloween, yeah. or in the month of October. In the month of October, yeah, yeah. we don't blast through things all yeah. on Halloween day. So there's no real rules to this list. Um, it's whatever you or I, you know. It, I guess the only rule is the fact that we try and watch it every year. Like it's on the list of things to watch yep. every year. It's yep. on repeat viewing. Yep. Um, so yeah, top four. Some of this list might. Overlap. We haven't really discussed the list together, so mostly at least one of these is known, but the rest are going to be a surprise. Yeah, I think. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. All right. Um, you want to start, or should I? You start. Um, yeah. Do you want to do another rock paper scissor boat? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What are you going to put up? <laughs> it didn't work last time. No, it's not going to work this time. <sighs> yes, I rocked his ass. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. All right. I'll start. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I'll start off with... Number four. Number four. I will start off with the one that I... This is actually routine. I always watch this the night before Halloween. Okay. The Crow. The Crow. The Crow. Didn't see that one coming. Didn't see that one coming. I know. <laughs> I it's not, not, it's not typically a Halloween po- movie. And a lot of times when I mentioned to people that it was... I mean, the whole movie itself is No, but it is. Hol- it, it, it technically the, is. It, doesn't it, it take place on Halloween night? Devil's Night. 
takes place on Devil's Night. Um, I thought it's Halloween. Night. Eric Draven in the character, yeah, in the in the movie, the the, the character's name, uh, Brandon Lee's character is Eric Draven. Yeah, him and his wife end up getting killed because they refuse to leave um, the apartment building they lived in. Um, and the guys that were trying to drive them out go, and they basically kill them. They make yeah. an example out of them, right? Yeah. And they do this on Devil's Night. A year later, October thirtieth comes around again, and Draven's October third. So Devil's Night is an is an actual yeah, yeah. thing. And oh that's yeah, the night before Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Okay, yeah. so I didn't know that. So they're the, the I guess the crime syndicate, and I don't even know what city they're in. I don't know if it's mentioned or I mean, it doesn't look like any city I can. Dude, think I've of. seen that movie. I've seen it a million times. I have I've no idea. It, I've seen it twice in my entire life. Oh, really? Yeah. I and so I'm not. I'm not a good. Uh, not a good measure. I have no idea what city there is supposed to be in. It's yeah. so gothic. It it's can't super be any. Gothic. It can't be any city. Right. Like I feel like it's just a. I, uh, yeah, fantasy town. it's an unnamed kind of extremely gothic city. Yeah. Is the way I look at it. It doesn't need a name. I mean, the the place itself. I mean, to me, it's completely made up. In the city itself, like in the, the way it's filmed, and yeah, it, it, it just, just feels alive. It's it's yeah, such yeah. a such a cool set. Uh, uh, Alex Proyas, right? Proyas, as yeah. the director. And yep. He's done so. He's done some great stuff, but then he really like the last few movies he's done have not been very good at all. Did he do Dark City as well? He did Dark City. He did Dark City. Yeah, yeah. Dark City was very good. I even it's a weird I, movie. He did I Robot as well with Will. I Will liked that movie. I actually kind of liked that movie too. Uh, um, it's not you know it's not perfect it's not or anything. Perfect but there's definite it. moments in that where I was like really you know really. Uh, quite into it but then he did a movie called Knowing with Nicolas Cage I think and then he did that Egyptian God movie yeah uh, that was the one where he flipped out like on Twitter or yeah. at Rotten Tomatoes or yeah, something after it came yeah. out he's like fuck everybody yeah um, I saw that movie was it bad? it it's not good <laughs> but uh, it, it, it was it was entertaining it was entertaining okay. it was yeah. entertaining um, but Dark City and The Crow are definitely his like claim to fame his like yeah. gems his Master masterpieces, I would go as far as to say, because uh, they're both very, very good, and they're very, very unique. Um, yeah. The the thing with the crow too is, I think I've got a bit of a nostalgic factor with me, and I don't know if it was my parents that wouldn't let me watch it, or if it was I was at my grandparents or something, but somebody was like, "You can't watch this film." And then, like two or three years later, it was on. I think it was on Devil's Night, and I was sick the night before Halloween, and that was on, and I watched, it, and I fell in love with the movie. Right. I don't know what clicked with me so much. I mean, it's basically just a. Not, I wouldn't say it's a run-of-the-mill revenge story because it's definitely not. But I mean, it boils down to basically a revenge story—a post-post-humus, post-post-posthumus, posthumus. I think that's how you pronounce yeah. it. Yeah. Basically, after they're dead, they come back and do yeah. something. But should have just case, said that instead. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm trying to sound smart. I'm, I'm no good with the words. Is you're not um, fooling anybody. <laughs> so yeah, um, he comes back from the dead to get his revenge on the four people that killed him. Right. That's basically the premise of the story. And I'm not I'm not really going to go into spoilers on this. No, no. I don't no, think no, we really no. need to. I think no. it's just to kind of talk about it. But like the between the performances, Brandon Lee is just, he's mesmerizing in this. Oh, There's yeah. some shots that just stick with me. Um, yeah. And is, he, there, is there something that brings it to like the month of October? Is it like the setting of the film? I think just to me, it's not the setting. Well, I mean, they mention explicitly Devil's Night and this yeah. and that, and that's when they're setting fires and it's super dark the entire film. It's kind of got some spooky elements to it, but it's not by any means a horror movie. No, no, and 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 again, the rules of this, it's, they don't have to be explicitly right. horror films. Yeah. It's just there's something about the movie, maybe when you watched it, yeah. or and that's what it was. It was it was, it like, was that that how the 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 Devil's Night that I was on TV. I think it was on it wasn't on effects. I think it was on space. Right, space back like. Yeah, I think it was Channel 50. 
You had 49 was BET, 47 was TNT, TBS, whatever. Anywho, that's where I saw it. And I don't know, I just, like I said, I fell in love with it. And then as I grew older and continued to watch it, I gained a bigger respect for it as well as the way the movie was cut together. I think they got through, I think about 80% of... Um, Brandon, Brandon Lee's. Lee's footage before he was killed off well, not killed off I mean, it's a terrible way to put it before he was um, killed in the in film for yeah. real yeah basically it was a, I think there was a, a piece of they were using blanks when they were yeah. firing the, the murder scene and um, there was a piece of metal inside of the gun when the blank went off and so it was a blank. It wasn't it was a blank. changed for a real no, gun no it wasn't changed for a real gun or anything like that it was that it, it, there was like basically some sort of fragments or something in the gun or maybe even in the shell. Um, okay. But it wasn't so that, just a full, like it wasn't a real bullet. Yeah. And it's, I mean like that's a, that's a crazy thing to happen yeah. on set and, and it was a horrific thing to happen, yeah. but really it, it, it added it, to the mystique of it, the film. It did. Like, I mean, there's nothing you can do about no, that. No, it did. Really, and, you know? and there were interviews as well. Uh, Brandon Lee's widow was saying that, um, I believe that she said that she insisted on them finishing it oh, um, no and cutting it together. And you see, like you it's know, so str- it's so sort of like the content of the movie is so related. Yeah, you it know, is. it's just it like is. A, it's, him coming back. I think that know? just makes it even that more interesting for me, oh, and for a little sure. bit more yeah. not eerie, but like supernatural. Super- oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it gives so it that I, atmosphere. I, I always watch that. I, I I absolutely love that film. Is it a perfect film? I don't think so, but um, it's you know got room for improvement, obviously. But there's no, just no, there's so no. much good stuff in there too. Yeah, no, it was great. There's so, a one shot. I remember it, like the coming out of the building, following the Raven. Yeah, as he's as it's flying, and I'm like nothing like that. That was the was it the nineties? Nineties, right? I think so. Yeah, early. Yeah. I think it was early nineties, ninety three, maybe. Yeah. Um, there's great. this one great shot too, where he's he's in this pawn shop and he dumps a bunch of rings inside of a shotgun and tells the guy to get the get the yeah. out of here, basically. And he walks out of the building. He turns around, brings a shotgun straight into the camera. And just shoots, and then you just see a spray of the rings, and then the whole place ignites. Because I think he dumped gasoline oh, everywhere yeah. or something like you shot something wild, explosive. Yeah. And the other thing that I want to mention is just just how good Brandon Lee was going from kind of maniacal, you know, killer sought sought for re- seeking revenge uh, to just human, very yeah. very down to earth. Like the, the when he was um, talking to Ernie Hudson's character, yeah, he just he snapped into a completely different persona. It was really really cool. So, yeah. Just I don't know, and I mean iconic makeup, the icon- iconography. Iconography. I don't know. I'm getting fancy here too, but <laughs> uh, he, uh, the makeup and the get up, the costume, it's iconic. It speaks right? volumes, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, you're up. Let's. Uh, right. So that's the crows number one. Yeah. All right. So oh, and this is in no particular order of ranking. We're just naming things off. Right. I think I'm not ranking. Yeah, I, I'm kind of ranking. But uh, not really. <laughs> Only my number one, I guess, is ranked. True, true. <laughs> uh, so number four for me is Paranorman. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So Paranorman is a stop-motion animation uh, film by a production company called Leica. Yep. And they've done, uh, they did Coraline before this. And then after this, they did something called The Box Trolls. And then they, the most recent film was uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. All incredible movies. All, especially Kubo. I absolutely love Kubo. But Paranorman hits every piece of every sensibility I have about films, particularly horror films. This hits. I've always been a sucker for like the Amblin entertainment style of kids in peril, coming of age story, with 
with real, uh, you know, with real horror built in. So that's why I really liked, you know, it, for mm-hmm. example, it's mm-hmm. good. Stand by me. Like there's a lot of like, and those are both Stephen King, but so you're the king. Stephen King is pretty good at it. And yeah. so is his son. Like lock yeah. and key is another great example of yeah. that. Right. Yeah. Um, so this movie was made like with blood, sweat, tears, sincerity, and love. Like there's, and it's all set in this small town, and it's fall, and the colors are all fall. I love the the movies that I watch this time of year always have that fall a uh, feel to them, whether it's pumpkins or leaves changing color, or like the uh, you know it getting colder, all of that stuff. And this has that in spades. The entire color palette is like red, yellow, brown. Like it's all fall colors, basically. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful looking movie. Yep. It's like the best kind of horror movie for kids, which is I love. I love that stuff. It's a good like icebreaker for kids. I yeah. Think, to get them it's involved like, in this kind of. Yeah. It's got like an edge of real danger, great comedic moments, and like an arresting visual style. Um when the zombies are on screen, they have like a John Carpenter esque like musical cue, which I just like lost my <laughs> shit over. Um, and there's a scene where the main character, Paranorman, gets a phone call on his cell phone, and his cell phone ringtone is the Halloween yeah, theme. Yeah, yeah. I and remember losing my mind. Then he goes to the window and looks outside, and there's a kid standing outside in a mask, like where the clothesline yeah. is hanging. Like for, like a, a total you know frame for frame yeah. homage to the uh, John Carpenter's Halloween. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, ah, he freaks out, and then the kid takes off his mask. He's like, hey, you want to go play some hockey? Yeah. I was like, oh, this is the best. <laughs> I just like, I'm like, it was like a warm blanket when I when I had that. Just like I'm I'm so at home with this film, um, and my ringtone for many years has been John Carpenter's Halloween. So that's really like you want to talk about how much it means to me like i'm literally this kid yeah like, a lot of the time yeah, right? yeah yeah um yeah so uh it's 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 uh it has a great message too like a really positive message and the look of the film is amazing they have these like electrical sort of ghost things the sound is incredible i use one of the scenes in this movie to demo my home theater and uh it's it's at the end of the at the end of the film but mm-hmm. so i won't ruin it but it's it's beautifully put together and uh, and really does without it actually being Halloween, it symbolizes the fall. Like it symbolizes a lot of what fall represents for me. Yeah. So sweet. That is my number four. Good. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm on. I gotta rewatch that. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, you know, I haven't watched it again this year yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that bad boy in. I highly recommend the Blu-ray. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like really beautifully put together, and uh, the picture and sound are just top notch. Nice. All right. Cool. Um, I will go number three. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Rob Zombie's Halloween. Woo! I know this is a polarizing one. Like this is a weird one, but like this one just was recently kind of put onto my list and that's, I'm, I'm going to spoiler alert for my next pick. I'm going to go into Carpenter's Halloween as well. Sure. And you knew that going into this, that I'm a yeah. freak for that film. Right. But, um, I'm going to talk about Rob Zombie's one because it is so polar opposite of the original, um, Halloween in a very interesting way though. But like it takes a couple of things from it kind of, as a homage, yeah. uh, as an homage, not homage, as an homage to the original, there are some scenes and stuff that homage. are homage. It's very, a new, very, <laughs> new cheese. <laughs> yeah. 
But, uh, but then it takes things in wildly different directions. Like sure. it shows kind of like, and a lot of people had a problem with like showing where did Michael Myers come from? Like, is it, it's more of an origin story than the original, a yep. bit, trying to explain kind of where his madness comes from, but there's obviously a supernatural element to it in some, in some respects. Uh, well, yeah. So here's an interesting thing. I haven't actually seen this movie end to end. No. I've seen only pieces of it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I saw the second movie. Oh, <laughs> that's bad. That one was bad. Here's a weird thing. I uh, thought I had gotten Halloween 2. The, the, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the sequel, Carpenter one. The, the, the sequel to the Carpenter movie. Yeah. And I put it on. And I, and, I, and I put it on. And I was doing something else. And I didn't notice the credits. Yeah. And then it went, you know, they're in the hospital. I'm like... What the hell? Oh, this looks really <laughs> new. And then it goes... And the scene plays out. I'm like, holy shit. I got Rob Zombie's Halloween to, yeah. you know, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was, it was Carpenter's cinematographer or someone that did, or first unit director or whatever, Rosenthal, maybe that might be the director of the second Halloween. Um, so I saw the second one, right. which is just fucking it's bat a, shit. It's insane. I couldn't get on board with it. The I second one no is the equivalent qualities. of like zombie taking control, like Tim Burton on Batman returns and yeah. like Joe Dante on gremlins too. Yeah. It's like, they were just given a blank check yeah. and they're just like, here, do whatever the hell you want. And this was zombie doing whatever the fuck he wanted to do. The zombie zombie has pretty crazy films though. I mean, they're oh, just, they're very blow, blow, sorry. Um, blatantly violent and he's got he's a he's a grunt like a grindhouse, grindhouse. Sort of, yeah like that was the word i was looking for for um, sure and and uh i haven't seen i can't remember if i've seen any of his other films like house of a thousand corpses yeah it's devil's, been ages, Re- devil's rejects that? is supposed to be really good yeah um, so is house of a thousand corpses I uh, yeah i've not seen um that, i yeah. think his later ones were a bit not as well received but those yeah. two were yeah. kind of grindhouse slash horror classics. Yeah. So, or from, from what I told it's I, like I said, I haven't seen thousand corpses in forever. Right. Um, so just back to, back to Halloween Z- zombies, Halloween. Yeah. I don't fault the movie for trying to do something different. That's the thing. It absolutely has to. That's, has that's to. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Otherwise it would just be like Gus Van Sant's like psycho psycho. It's just shot, like, shot, for shot, for shot, shot a weird remake. shot for shock remake. It's, it's not interesting. Color. color. That's, that's kind of how I, I think we, well, we talked about an older, tryout podcast but that's kind of how i feel with the disney movies kind of just rehashing old ideas oh, for the sure, most yeah, yeah. part this was very unique and that's why i i like watching that too because it just it gives me a very different feel or a different perspective on a character that in a, in a movie series that i absolutely love because i'm a huge right. huge halloween right. fan. you so. want to see that different perspective right right, right. so it, it's just it was just a neat way to do things for me very different um not better than the original by any stretch of the means but it's got some really cool stuff there, yeah. there are some scenes where he shows a lot of restraint not a lot of them, but right, there's a couple yeah. of them that are just, you know, shows a lot of restraint. And then there are some that are just fucking brutal. vicious. Yeah. There's this one, there's this one bathroom fight scene at like a truck stop with, I can't remember the name of the character, um, the, the trucker that he yeah. takes his overalls from. Cause at yeah. that point he just escaped from the loony bin. But like he, um, he just, it, it's a brutal fight. Yeah. And it's just, it's up close, like shot up close, a lot of shaky cam. It's just, yeah. there, there's, there's a lot of really cool things. And then there's this one other shot where, 
he's there's this little girl on a couch watching a t um i think a horror movie i think it was it might have been the, the thing the from thing on it's the, yeah. the original one it's the original think, the thing yeah. i remember the scene where and he doesn't he creeps up behind he's her. just he, and and yeah the camera's just on the little girl and then all of a sudden it pulls back and he's just standing there behind her just literally right behind her on the couch just watching she's no idea he's there yeah. but that's it like it's just this creepy scene of like what's gonna happen what's gonna happen and then nothing and he just like walks away so yeah it, it's yeah. a very mixed bag actually the um did you see the nostalgia critic um i did just recently, it's it, a lot of his thoughts on it echo mine. Like sure, it yeah. was it, almost exactly that. Is it a better film? No, but it does do something unique, very different, and it's kind of an interesting take on the character. Right. So, I and that's Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, I love him. I like Malcolm him. I mean, McDowell. Donald Pleasance. Let's just talk about that guy for a second. Let, let's talk oh, about yeah, him because right. yeah, you know right. I'm gonna you know yeah, I'm gonna you're, mention you're Halloween later. Right. But anyways, but so anyways, um, Rob Zombie's Halloween would be my number three. And right. let's go back. We'll say The Crow was my number four. Right. <laughs> so we get okay. the ordering right. Got it. Okay. So number three for me would be Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. Uh, Sleepy, I'm actually in the middle of watching it right now. Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow hit me at a time where I, I don't know, I soaked it up like a sponge. Like there was like, I that was one of the earlier DVDs I had gotten. And I'd watched it over and over again on my computer, which was the only DVD player we had in the house, which was yeah. you know, my, my tower, like my you know P- Pentium 1, like 120 megahertz <laughs> machine or whatever. Only right? one Pentium, just a single Pentium. A single Pentium. Back in the day, we used to do it with one, people. <laughs> with one. Um, oh, yeah, it, it was, and it was a great DVD, too, the director's commentary making of the yeah. documentary. So there were a couple of movies that, that were special to me like that because they were early in the DVD. Like Blade was an amazing yep. collector's edition. The Matrix, The Mummy, and this is another one. The Sleepy Hollow was another one. I saw this in the theater. I immediately wanted to go back in and watch it again. I've never had that feeling with any other movie in my life. Yeah. Like, I love other movies. Yeah. But I haven't had the, the urge to go back in and watch a movie again right after I've walked out. Yep. This was the only time I had that. I was so just taken with the movie. Um, let's talk about some of these actors. Okay, so Johnny Such Depp. Such a I'll big like, cast, yeah. But you've got you've got three Sith Lords yeah. in this movie. Yeah. You've got Ian McDermott. Yeah. Right? And you've got uh, you've got Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee. Yeah. And then you have uh, Ray Park. Ray Park. Uh, is it Ray Park? Yeah. Darth, yeah, yeah, it is Darth Ray Maul. Park. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was Parker or Parker, but yeah. Yeah, it was Ray, Ray Park. Park, who plays the headless horseman when he does not have a head. Yes. Who play in the in the theater, unbilled. Yeah. Unbilled. Had no idea. Yeah. Nobody knew he was in the movie. Yeah. This is back when like we didn't know everything about movies yeah. before they came out. Now we know absolutely everything, but this was when they still had a surprise. Yeah. They tell the story of the Headless Horseman, which I think is one of the best scenes in the movie, all sitting around a fire, and and Michael Gambon, another yeah, Michael really Gambin, accomplished yeah. like British actor. Yep. Uh, all of them were like like accomplished British actors. And yeah. I got to tell you, like I can't talk enough about this movie, so you're gonna have to stop me soon. But <laughs> I'll keep an eye. It's so, like there's a lot of shots in the movie where Johnny Depp walks into a room and the door opens. Yeah. And the, and it's framed like a painting. So yeah. the reason I love it, because it, it takes place in the fall. It has one of the best credit sequence I've ever seen. One of my favorite ones where he's actually going up the Hudson River from New York City in the fall along the river. Danny Elfman's score is off the charts amazing. 
everything is just pitch perfect. The credits actually affect their environment in subtle ways. And then he walks into the party, he walks up and there are pumpkins everywhere and he walks into the party, the door opens and everyone's sort of like dancing in these really like ornate outfits and there are pumpkins lit here and there and the framing is beautiful. It's like a paint, movie painting. Yeah. This scene where they tell the Headless Horseman's story, the Hessian mercenary story, he walks in again and it's these five guys yeah. in the room. And again, it's just such an interesting composition. Everyone looks so interesting. Michael Gambon's face, Ian McDermott and uh, Jeffrey Jones. Uh, Jeffrey Jones? Uh, yeah. 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 From Beetlejuice. Yes. And, yeah. And the last guy, and I can't remember him. He, uh, I can't remember his name. Alfred. Oh, yeah. Michael Goff. Michael Goff, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the the big dude who was like Harry Potter's oh. uh, step uncle or whatever. Yeah, uh, and he was also Richard Griffiths. That's that's Richard his actress. Okay. That's actress. I wouldn't have known that. Yeah, but when you walk in, they're all sitting there and they all turn to look at the camera. And the camera moves into a thing. I'm like, nobody else can do this. Yeah, this is such a Burton thing to do, and it was it was just incredible. And that scene, that whole scene is edited perfectly. Anyway, so it goes. They tell the Hessian story. And lo and behold, it's fucking Christopher Walken. I blew, like, it blew my mind. You, it absolutely blew my mind when all of a sudden... Yeah, it's just like, again, he's like, he filed his teeth down to sharp edges. I'm like, you guys are melting my brain right now. With his little chompers. And- yeah. <laughs> like, dude, when I remember watching that and it took like three shots because the first shot I went, is that Christopher Walken? <laughs> yeah, that's the second I- shot of him, I went, that's not Christopher Walken. <laughs> the third shot was... Holy shit, that's Christopher fucking Walken. Yeah, and he has a great scene when he, you know, eventually gets his head back at the end when he comes back. But uh, the atmosphere is palpable, and he was trying to mimic these Hammer horror film feeling, and he nailed it, absolutely nailed it. Gorgeous. They built the set of, like, Sleepy Hollow for real. They built the entire town uh, on location, shooting on location, lots of fog, lots of leaves, pumpkins, the works, the whole thing just screams fall and screams like that Halloween sort of atmosphere. Wonderfully put together movie. I absolutely just adore it. And another thing that I, I, I really loved about the movie was how they did the Headless Horseman. I had no idea how they did it until I watched the special features on the DVD back when I purchased it many years ago, 1999, I think. And Ray Park was in a, a green hood and they just like deleted his head. Oh, yeah. So he was like in a green hood the whole time doing yeah. all the stuff. And they just like they you know made his head disappear. And they shot a clean plate, and then they shot him, and then they just removed head. But the collar was also removed. So the call the horseman's collar is yeah. completely digital the entire movie. Oh, that's interesting. that's insane. I just find that to be like bananas. And that was I never. I'm watching it now. Yeah. That movie has aged so well. It's shot on film. There's yeah. like that film, natural film grain yeah, there. Yeah. Beautiful, yep. beautiful, beautiful movie. Everything comes together in that. The plot, it's a little, you know. Convoluted? It's like a, yeah, convoluted. Yeah. The procedural portion of it doesn't, sometimes doesn't all sort of connect together in like nice ways. But I'm willing to forgive all of that just because of the feeling it evokes. It still it's connects strong. together. It so still does. That's the it's thing. just not. It's, just, it's a lot of... It's, all over the place you to can, get to one. You can tell that Tim Burton's Burton, yeah. strength is not plot heavy. No, right? absolutely not. He nails, yeah, I mean, he tells the story, but it's like, I think somebody else could have told it better. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, mechanically. Like, yes. You know what I mean? Mechanically. Yeah. Yeah. But I would not have anybody else direct this movie. 
No, he, it, he knocked it out of the park. Some of the fight scenes in that too were incredible. Like oh, the, yeah. the the bridge fight scene with him oh, and what was the Casper Van Dien? Casper Van Dien, yeah. Who again, weird trivia, is also an actual descendant of the Van Tassels in that film. No way. The Van Tassels were a real family in yeah. Terrytown. Yeah. Uh there were like Dutch folks, I guess, that settled that area. And Casper Van Dien is actually an, a descendant. Damn, that's kind of cool. It's kind of crazy, yeah. And the beheadings in that are crazy. Like when they happen. Like, I, don't, I can't even explain it. Like, they do one-shot, like, one-shot decapitations. They're, like, they're the best I've ever seen. The best. Dis- we have the best decapitations. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else to say that. I sound like a used car salesman. But I, I can't I can't talk about this movie enough. I absolutely love it. So. Rude at. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I will go into number two. Number two. Um, the I'll I'll just go to this. It's not like I said. This I think this would be my number one, um, just in terms of love for a film. But I'm going to do it now because. <laughs> Where are you running to? Sorry. It's okay. Um, I think he's getting another beer, which is key. So, anyways, uh, my number one. I'd already or number one doing number two now. Halloween, the original John Carpenter's Halloween. Um, here you go. Oh, what a beautiful sound. Um, it just, I, I, the first horror movie I'd ever seen was uh, Halloween 4. I think it was called The oh. Curse of Michael Myers. Wow. But I, that was, I think it was 11. I've not, I've not seen that. I've not seen the later ones. I, I'd like to. I'd like to. I wonder if we talked about this on the podcast before. It, it, it might have been, I don't know, it might have been either episode one or it would have been like our practice runs back in the day, but... Basically, in Halloween 4, there's this really great scene at the end where Donald Pleasance is on a staircase and he's just going, (laughs) and it's just, he, I've like, you think you've seen Donald Pleasance overact in some John Carpenter films? You've never seen it until you've seen Halloween 4. Um, Do that again. Like, he's isn't just, that isn't that when the kid puts the mask yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, right at the end of the film, man. All of a sudden, he sees her and he just fucking loses his shit. Like, oh, <laughs> it's just funny. batshit crazy. But anyways, that was the first one. So I was immediately like hooked on this character of of Michael. That's mine. Of Michael Myers, um, and then I original. Then I had seen the the original a little bit after that, and I just thought it was a friggin' masterpiece. Yeah, like there was just something like subtle and creepy and at times just pan- like panic inducing like it was just crazy um what else yeah so actually i actually saw john carpenter's halloween for the first time late in life yeah meaning like recently in the last like five six years kind of thing i never i'd never seen it when i was younger um and when I watched it again, I can tell why, you know, it's such a classic. It's yeah. like classic in every sort of... Well, it started the slasher genre. Like, that's what started. That's where Friday, Friday the 13th came from. That's where, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street came there from. Is, there, there was one. I think Black Christmas was a movie that came out before that. Yeah, I apologize. Was it Black, was yeah. it Black Christmas? It, it might have been that. It was, there was another There was one other that movie came, that it was, kind of... It like didn't really kind of, hit as big. Yeah. But I think John Carpenter took inspiration from that, and yeah. that's when he crafted this. So um, when I was saying that there was, you know, there were times of restraint, and then there were not for the... Um, the the Rob Zombie film. This one is is essentially the same, except way better. The restraint. Well, I, would like say, it, 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 I would say that the restraint in this movie, like it's all restraint. Yeah, it's, it's all like, restraint until yeah. it's not, and then when it's not, it's like the bo- the genie's out of the bottle at that yeah. point, right? 
he's already in Haddonfield. Like the restraint is basically like there's this slow buildup all the way until the last like 20 ish minutes. And then when he's in Haddonfield, that's when the restraint bottle gets kicked off. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a, uh, the, the scenes of him stalking, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Uh, it just really does like, kind of like ratchet the temp tension. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. Sorry. Sorry, folks. There probably was... I probably just had to do a bit of a cut. All of a sudden, something spooky happened. <laughs> no, fuck. Something, something fell. I think we had a, we had a broken room. mic stand in the other room, and I think that it was either not balanced or... Either that or something just came down, and we have no idea what it was, and I'll find out sometime in the freaking morning, but... Anywho. Or later tonight. Fuck. Could if be. we're lucky. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Carpenter's Halloween. There is, f- there is one scene that just kind of... It kind of makes me laugh. I know which one you're going to say. It's the one where he's standing out in the laundry lines. That wasn't what I thought you were going to say. No, it's... it's <laughs> The reason... Actually, when I first saw it, it didn't make me laugh. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Uh, it's when you made a joke about it. When I think we were in New York. Like Halloween in New York or something. And you had made a joke about it where you're like, You know Michael Myers? He just doesn't give a fuck, man. <laughs> like, I will just stand in your fucking backyard right in the middle of your laundry, <laughs> stare up at you in the middle of broad daylight. daylight. He doesn't... He's one of the only... He's one of the only, like, classic killers that will just stalk you in the middle of the day. He doesn't He doesn't play by the rules, man. He, he will just hide in some bushes. He doesn't even hide. He just fucking stands out in the open. He does. The first time you actually see him in the, in the coveralls and the mask... He's just standing there on the sidewalk, and then as soon as they see me, just walks into the bushes, and then he's <laughs> never to be seen from again. He's so gangster. That's, <laughs> That's the most gangster shit you could do. Yeah, he just walks into the bushes, and I'm like, broad day. It's not even afternoon yet. It's like noon. Yeah, man. It's like 11 o'clock. Yeah, sun is out. Sun's out, guns out. Yeah, what the hell, man? He yeah. just doesn't give a fuck. And then um, we mentioned him earlier, Donald Pleasance. Oh, um, my God. I shot him three times. What is was he saying that in this movie? He says it in number two. I think he said that in number two when he was oh, talking. Okay. I, I can't remember. Uh, he says so many great things. He just, he, he is, he's like a walking, um, what's it called? Um, I don't know, cliche? Not no, cliche. he's not a cliche. He's, no. God knows what he is. Um, I just remember like, the scene where he's like, he spends most of that movie, like, Hiding in the bushes, like outside of my. There's a scene where he's literally doing that, and he's scaring kids, like, "Hey, get away, kids!" <laughs> and the kids are just like, "Let's get out of here!" Doesn't he like, like smile after that? Yeah, he does. Like, weird. It's such that's such a strange scene. <laughs> it's such a strange scene. He gets like a weird like a weird high off of that. It was yeah. super funny. Oh man! I don't know if I think the intent was to be funny. I think John Carpenter has some fun in his films where he yeah. can for sure. Um, and who better to have it with with uh, than uh, Mister Mister Donald Pleasance? Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. But it doesn't. I mean, none of that. That's only funny to me because we have like made jokes about it. Um, it's uh, it's not. Uh, it doesn't hurt the film at all. The film is a harrowing like experience. And, uh, and the mask, well, again, like you've, you're hitting these movies that have like icons in them. Yeah. Like, like uh, the crow and, and this movie, this film, they, they last until today. People have, when you go out at Halloween, yep. these are costumes you see today. Yep. Like today. you can't, you can't get those images out of your mind. They're, they're, uh, 
they created legends, basically. And right? Jamie Lee, let's talk quick, a quick second about Mrs. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Ms. I'll just say Ms. Jamie Lee Curtis. She is the best. I just, I there's something about her in this film that like she's got like a, and they, that's one thing too in the Rob Zombie when they kind of try and hammer home like how, let's say not pure her friends are. Right. Yeah. But like Jamie's a little bit more pure or not Jamie. I can't, uh, Lori, Lori's the character's Laurie, name in both, yeah. both films. Whereas this one, they, he doesn't hammer you over the head with it. It's just kind of like, it's a little more subtle. It's way more subtle. Um, that she's like the good girl. Right. She's got a streak in her, like a, you know, like a, a rebellious streak to some degree, but like, she's not overly, you know, out there like some of her friends are. Right. Film. So like she, she just plays that well. And then when she has to get badass, she gets badass. It's right. like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Ripley in the alien films, yeah. right? In the alien films, the first one specifically, she was always kind of had a mean streak to her, but like towards the end, even more tough. And then aliens, aliens. Yeah, but I would say the fir- I would I would equate it more to the first Alien because you actually don't know that you know Ripley is just one of the crew. She has to step it up because she's forced into that situation. And same, yeah. And it's I feel like it's the same thing with Laurie as well, where yeah. she's forced into that situation and she rises to that challenge. Aliens too, really, both of them. Yeah, Aliens as well. I would say uh, the reason I equate to the first one is because you don't know. I feel like the movies are like you don't See, really know. I thought about that at first, but then I started thinking, you know what? She was badass at the beginning of the film too. Well, she just tells off. She Parker just tells off Parker. Uh, she takes a big hit from her, and she's just like, "You bitch, I'm gonna kill you." Oh, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, she's she, she's a strong character throughout, just a little stronger at the end. Whereas in Alien, now we're going to Aliens tangent. Uh. Um. Shit, we gotta finish that fucking thing. Yeah. Anyways, we'll get Prometheus next. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, aliens. I thought like it was kind of that, but it was even more at the beginning. She's just kind of you know a little shook, a little scared, but then she kind of rises to the occasion when she escape when they escape the you know the alien den, get their asses kicked. Right. Um, and then at the end, she's like crazy soldier lady. And yeah. Then she goes fisticuffsies. You know. Yeah. Um, That's right. So, anyways, back to Halloween. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, role of a lifetime. Um, hell of a performance and anytime I get to see her in any of these Halloween films I'm excited right the, yeah. the, the, the shitty a, one with Busta Rhymes yeah that opening scene with her loved I it. loved it I absolutely loved oh, it oh dude that I love that opening scene that movie is garbage except for that scene and Halloween H2O is another one that I think gets Halloween H2O on. I actually I really like a lot I really like H2O that's my second favorite of that series although I haven't seen it recently so that, well. that would be another one that I try and find during Halloween yeah yep, H2O. absolutely um, yeah yeah that's that's my number two slash one. Happy Halloween, motherfucker. motherfucker. Thanks, Busta. Thank you, Busta. Fuck, Busta Rhymes fist fought Michael Myers and He drop kicked him. He drop kicked. Well, yeah. it was more like a I thought he standing like, front kick. Yeah, yeah. Because he was watching all those Hong Kong. I would just wanted films. to see him drop a Hulk Hogan big boot after that. Anyways, or Anyways. a leg drop after the big boot. Yeah. Anyways, let's go. All right. What do you got? Number two. Number two. Number My two. number two is the classic. Nothing short of classic. Earnest Scared Stupid. Yes. Cinematic yes. classic. You could call. <laughs> I just finished watching this movie the other day. Oh, actually. Buddy. I Another movie that I saw at the right time where... Um, I wanted to watch horror films, but I also, I like horror films that play the comedy well. Like, I've always liked that sweet spot, right? And this fit the bill for me. Yeah. There are a lot of things in this. Okay, this movie is, 
I don't know how to say this. I know it's not a good movie. <laughs> like, I know that. Yeah. But I love it. It's, I just love the movie. I think it's hilarious. Most of the time, it's hilarious. There's some jokes that fall flat for me. True. But uh, I, <laughs> there are certain jokes that I just absolutely... Me and my brother... My, my brother and I both love this movie, so we always talk about it. Um, and, um, oh gosh, no, I've forgotten his name. Who? Jim Varney. Jim Varney, yeah. For, yeah. yeah, Jim Varney. Um, Eartha Kitt plays this really old yeah. woman, and she's really great. She's amazing. She's, she's so got the good crazy, hair, crazy hair, hair and everything. She talks, she talks like yeah. this, and then when she screams, ah, she's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, you're just amazing. And the other thing I need to highlight in this is the practical effects are so good. I was this legitimately scared, scared of the troll. Yeah. The troll the scared tro- the shit out of me when I was a kid. The troll scared me when I was younger. And that's what I mean. Like the movie straddles that line between scaring kids. Like being a movie you could watch with your kid where they can be scared but also have fun. Yeah. And Paranorman is very much like that yeah. as well. And um, and like I was just watching it again. And like all the articulation in the troll's face and... His voice and stuff. Sometimes he mimics one of the the the, the, yeah. the female kids. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm catching up to you," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I kind of like got goosebumps. It's just like, it's crazy. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, there, there's saying? one scene where he does the voice mimicking thing that creeped the shit out of me when he lures in the kid with. I think he had glasses. It's been a long yeah, time yeah, since yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, but with he's, Jim Varney's. Yeah, yeah, with, he's, uh, yeah. He's luring him with Jim Varney's voice, and then all of a sudden, it's just raw. It's yeah. like holy shit! Like yeah. that. I remember that scene especially. That was. And the troll, and then at the end, it's just a total fucking just like a troll jamboree. Yeah, it's amazing. Like they have all of these great looking trolls running around. There's a troll on a guy's back who's dressed like a bumblebee, and he's like spanking him. <laughs> and then there's you know, uh, and all of them have like all this goo all over them. They're all not nearly as well articulated as the hero troll, but the hero troll Trantor is his name. Good name. Uh, you know, when he opens his mouth and he talks, he actually looks like he's saying things and his teeth are all in there. It's just, it looks really great. Mm-hmm. And when he runs around, he's like, oh, Jim Varney, like, sorry, Ernest has all these really funny jokes and he calls him. He's like, he looked like a giant, like, sweaty Mr. Potato Head. And he kind of does. <laughs> he does. Like, arms are, like, um, legitimately scary at some time, at some points. For, for kids, yeah. I mean, yeah. you watch it now as an adult and it's like, yeah. You yeah, know, but it's just still. silly, and it also again it, it all takes place on Halloween, and it evokes sort of the Halloween spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I absolutely have to mention, which I think is actually the funniest thing in this film, is when Ernest does his multiple personalities. Oh god, I think that <laughs> I think that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, like, I'll fight anybody who who think. I, I mean, I don't know. I think maybe people think it's annoying, but I love it because he does this speech. To the kid after the kids get bullied and he says uh you need to take some uh lessons from the plucky little nation that you know and botswana yeah that repelled the ottoman empire yeah and he does this whole bit where he describes how you need the high ground yeah to uh, to and it's just so funny um it's it's just great and i love all the multiple personalities it's legitimately funny um and, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know what else to say. The practical effects are amazing. The guys who did the trolls in this movie are the same guys who did uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I've never seen it, but they actually used some of the same molds from that to do to make the trolls in this movie. Um, yeah, just having just seen it, I was just, like, an enjoyable experience. It just makes me, it just makes me happy. 
And I absolutely, I watch it every year without fail. So, uh, that's a good, that's a good one, man. I like that. Yeah. That was, it's just, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's, it's just thinking about it makes me smile. So it's, uh, yeah. So that's, that's number two. Good one for the list, man. Yeah, so for, before we do number ones, do you want to do some honorable mentions? Yeah, I, actually, I got at least a couple. Um, first one I'm going to mention is Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, why don't I mention that too? Yes. Yeah, I actually was like debating. I was actually debating like Keeping bringing that, that on in. List. Yeah. I, yeah, that was that was yeah. just barely chopped off my list. Man, it, that is such a fun movie. It's such. A I fun love that movie. movie. It's so it's so great, and again, it does feel like again like that feeling of fall for some reason. Like I feel like it's that time of year, um, although it's not. I think it's in like L.A. or yeah. whatever or whatever in the West Coast, like in the yeah. summer. But yeah, the movie like evokes a certain atmosphere. That yeah, I think the Friday the Thirteenth generally that atmosphere is very much related to Halloween for me in October, but. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think it's like the best versus film we've ever had. I think I can actually say that. How many other have we had? There's obviously Batman, Superman, and this is I would put Batman this versus one. Superman, <laughs> Alien vs Predator One, Alien vs Predator Requiem. Yeah, true. Better than both. It's better, better than all three of those both movies combined. <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> I don't. Not even sure what other. You know what's cool too is seeing the characters vulnerable in their own. In their own elements, um, dude. The water, fire, like yeah. symbolism yeah, yeah, it was yeah. great. It yeah, was really that was good. a great idea. Yeah, and uh, yeah, look, I, th- I thought the fighting was believable. They actually fight. They fight more than once. Yeah, in, in the movie, um, there's a really great scene in that movie where the kid wakes up from a dream on his porch and looks over and his dad's head is chopped off. Do you yeah, know that? Yeah, yeah. And then Jason's standing there and he's like, ah, and he grabs his dad's head <laughs> to like block the incoming machete attack. Yeah. I always thought that was really, really funny. There was just something about that that killed me. And then, yeah, not literally, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was just really funny. Yeah. Um, and the, 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 the Freddy nightmare makeup. I always thought it was really great. They they actually gave him this nightmare look, like the Nightmare Freddy, which is like, I don't know, like really raw, burnt Freddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. I really enjoyed it. Um, um, yeah. Do you have another one, or did you have anything else to say about that? Or? No, uh, I, we kind of hit it. I wanted okay. to keep it short anyway. But yeah. Like yeah. it's just it's great. Yeah. Oh, the the one that I would add to this is the Adventures of Ichabod and Mister Toad. Nice. Which is um, a weird joint Disney animated feature, but mm-hmm. like I don't ever watch the Mister Toad part. I just skip to the Adventures of Ich like, you know, Ichabod Crane, <laughs> Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Um, amazing animation, fundamental Halloween viewing for me. Always watch it. Watch it every year. Um, and it's just a classic. Great songs, great animation, great atmosphere. It's just it just and another one of those really warm that warm feeling when I look at it, it just brings a smile to my brings a smile to my face. And you've seen it. I think we watched yep, it. Yep, we watched it once. Yeah. Um, so that was a good one. What else you got? Um, the I don't is it Scottish Dog Soldiers? Oh yeah. Is yeah. it a Scottish film? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a UK. UK? Okay. Yeah, 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 it is UK. My bad. Um, Sean Pertwee and I can't remember the the other the oh. spoon. No, spoon, not spoon. Not spoon. Um, what's the other? Oh, it's driving uh, me nuts uh, now. There's there's a Liam Cunningham, Sean yeah. Pertwee. Yeah, Liam Cunningham is like actually hit it pretty big. He was on Game of Thrones. Game he was of one Thrones. Of the characters yeah. on Game of Thrones now. 
uh, and Ewan, Ewan, not Ewan, it's not McGregor. No, no, it's, Ewan uh, McGregor. Um, and it was directed by, um, goodness, what's his name? Um, he's doing uh, Hellboy, right? Yeah. It's, um, uh, Jesus, I'm blanking on Neil his name. Neil Marshall. Neil Marshall, yes. Kevin yes. McKidd is Kevin the McKidd. name of the What's the name special? of the character he played? Do you know? Cooper. Cooper, that's Cooper. what it was. Coop, shoot the dog. Shh, shoot the dog. Shoot the dog. Yeah, um, it's, <laughs> is a, it's it my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> is it your birthday? I love, I love that scene. Oh my god, the punch out scene when he's trying to—he's basically they're they're doing like um, like field a field dressing on him and basically trying to super glue one of the Kishon Pertwee's uh, characters' guts back into his belly right <laughs> yeah. after they get slashed out by a werewolf. And he's like, he's trying to—he wants to go under, right? And he's like, Coop, just hit me, just hit me, hit me!" And then Coop punches him and he goes down, and then he immediately gets back up. He's like, "What the?" Fuck? Was that like, hit like, and then he hits him again. He's just out. <laughs> That's great. Like to me, if that that scene, I don't think it. I don't think it was. May, it might have been, but it seemed very ad libbed. Oh yeah, like how he got back up. <laughs> it's great. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's in the the animatronic effects in that movie are pretty frightening. Yeah, I, I I have this weird fascination with werewolves. I'd say they're my favorite movie monster, but they also terrify me. Yeah, and the dog soldiers werewolves are are pretty pretty uh, scary yeah uh, they're like eight well feet done. tall and shit yeah and the big ears ass heads yeah the <laughs> gigantic gigantic heads, heads. Yeah. uh really fun action horror movie yeah 100 agree yep uh the last one i'd want to throw on here is one i struggled with because i was on my list and i took it off because i had to reduce things to four is hocus pocus um i wa- i used to watch again straddling that line between like when i was younger between horror and uh, comedy uh, this one sort of hit that for me, although it is a little more, there are some scary moments in the movie for kids, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, again, it takes place on Halloween. There's trick or treating in it again. It evokes that time of year and it's kind of that, kind of that got like that sort of timeless Halloween feel to it. And, uh, you know, what has got a great musical number in the middle sung by Bette Midler. So I put a spell on you. Yep. That's the one. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, I think that's the honorable mentions. Did you have any more? I did not. Those were the two. Oh, I, I had sorry, I had one more. Yeah, give it. Monster House. Monster House. Yeah. Is so, that uh, Nards? No, no. That's, oh, uh, Monster Squad. That's Monster, Monster Squad. Squad. Monster, Monster House, really quick. Amblin, uh, Amblin produced this animated feature, executive produced by uh, Steven Spielberg and, um, uh, oh, God, uh, Back to the Future. Ro- Robert, Robert Zemeckis. Zemeckis, yeah. It's like a coming-of-age story wrapped in a really well-animated, uh, like, sometimes kind of creepy story about a house that sort of eats people on, a de- on like, a suburban street. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think I've seen this. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good, actually. You should definitely watch it. And all of our viewers, if you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. It uses some of that performance capture stuff after the Polar Express, but it doesn't freak you out as much as the Polar Express. Hmm. Let's put it that way. They, they leave out a lot of the realism to, so that it doesn't bother you as much. Um, the story's kind of clever and actually builds a creepy atmosphere. Definitely get to kids. Another good one to show your kids because it'll actually kind of scare them, but not scare them so much. Mm-hmm. And it actually deals with some adult themes. And Steve Buscemi does a great performance in this in this movie. He's in it. So nice. definitely check the that boosh. one out. And it takes place on Halloween again. So um, definitely check that one out. So number ones. Number ones. All I right. Th- I think, I think we're the same number one. Yeah. 
Trick or Treat. Yes. Uh, by I knew, yeah. Michael Doherty. Michael Doherty, man. Uh, written and directed by Michael Doherty. I don't know what else to say about this other than there hasn't really been a film that has given Halloween a mascot. Like, there's been no other movie that's done that. And What about Halloween? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> a mascot. I know where you're getting at. Go ahead. Yeah, like, like, like a mythological like figure, I guess, to and, represent. And a character that could legitimately be a mascot for, like, a sports team. That's true. Yeah. Sam, that's what true. Is Sam, right? Sam, yeah. Can be, he can also be a mascot for a team. Um, and uh, it, it just, it's like, you know, Santa Claus... You know, you got Santa Claus for Christmas. You've got the Easter Bunny for Easter. You've got Cupid for, like, Valentine's Day, I think. I don't know. Um, and now you have Sam for Halloween, all due to Trick or Treat, which is a really well-done, interesting, um, uh, what do you call it, anthology film. Yeah. In which all of the stories tie into each other. Um, they get... There's one sequence in this movie that I actually think is just a stroke of genius, and I think it could play as a short film on its own. It's beautifully shot. It's like a moving painting, again, kind of like similar to what I was saying about Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. It's the scene with the flashback with the kids on the bus. Yeah. Everything's like golden. Um, It's beautifully shot, but the material is so dark, and uh, it's got that sort of timeless... um, legend campfire story sort of feeling mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. and the shot where the actual bus goes off the ledge it's just brilliant it just goes off the ledge a sound cuts out and the camera slowly zooms forward and then looks down and you see the bus sort of going into the water so yeah um i don't know what do you think of the movie you obviously liked it. it's number one um well technically it's number two like i i had a feeling this would overlap that's why i was doing a chicken scene if this would, if oh we, wait! So were we, weren't we doing number ones now? No, well, dude, my my number ones, Halloween. The only reason I did Halloween when I did it was also because oh. I had mentioned that I was going to do it. That's why I was saying my number two technically my number one. Uh, so I was following it up. Whoops! No, it's fine. Yeah. All right. So this is your number. What is this? You this would be probably my number. See, the thing is, yeah, I'd say it's probably my number two. Two? Yeah. Okay. And then Halloween, John Carpenter's yeah. Halloween is number The reason one. I did it in that order was because it just logically followed that oh, I would okay. talk to the, okay. Hall- the original Halloween after the, the the Rob Zombie one. So Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, it's, I mean, it's just fun because the one thing I really like too is just how how all of the stories interconnected with each other. Yeah. Like, and in subtle ways. And yeah. Like, and some of them, like, the, I think that, um, and Sam's in each story. Sam's in every story, yeah. yeah. And like when you watch it again, and then you watch it with the director's commentary, you start seeing things that yeah. that you never saw the first time. I don't think I've seen it with the director's. Oh, you commentary. should definitely watch yeah. it because there's stuff in there that you that you miss the first time. Yeah. And this has the, um, this really does go all the way with a lot of their stories. Like it it merges like the whimsical whimsy uh, of you know the whimsical whimsy. That's I don't what <laughs> how whimsical can you get. Um, Pretty goddamn whimsical. <laughs> um, the whimsy of Halloween merged with the really sort of dark nature of like humanity. It's almost like they're almost fables. They're yeah. like they're they're like uh, fairy tales. Yes, uh, and it's really like told in that way. And the principle is like the one that's saying that there are rules. There yeah, are like rules about Halloween. Nobody respects it. Respects them anymore. And yeah. And uh, it's trying to bring that respect back, you know, that 
his character kind of does that, but the film itself is also doing that. It's like, hey guys, like this is you know, I'm we're bringing Halloween up to the level of mythological level of a Christmas yeah. or of like you know any other holiday. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the stories interconnect. Nothing is what it seems. Yeah. Um, great practical effects. Amazing practical, practical effects. effects. Like, I like that you meant too. That things aren't always what they seem in that. For for some of the stories, they're pretty straightforward. Yeah. But then for some of them, actually, one that was interesting. Yeah. One that was interesting to me was I was kind of bored by the story with the um, with the kids. Really, I was a little, actually, that, that to me was my was the weakest story until the end. Because oh, that last story connected in with that in certain ways oh, yeah. that like it just it, it ended up strengthening the past story so much more. And now yeah. it, I didn't I don't feel that way about it at all. The first time I saw it, I was a little bored by that one. Yeah. Um, the opening one too, I was there's nothing too special about that. It's got some cool moments to yeah. it, but like there wasn't anything that really clicked with me. I think my favorite um, on my first viewing was actually the. Um, uh, the girls going to the party. Yeah. Because it. I just, I, you, it was such a unique, to oh, me definitely. it was very unique. A unique take, um, yeah. And I don't want to spoil anything on it, so I, I definitely encourage people to watch it and form their own opinions on it. But um, yeah, that one is truly a case of, you know, things aren't always what they seem. Absolutely. I, I think Dylan Baker is the guy who plays the, the principal. principal. Yeah. Oh man, he's just made to play like really creepy guys. Like he puts in a really great performance in this film. And then Brian yeah. Cox playing John Carpenter. John Carpenter pretty much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they actually said in the features, in the special features of the Blu-ray, like they put on a nose prosthetic on him yeah. to make him look like John Carpenter, which He's I think such is such a crotchety old man in yeah. too. <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's like pretty much acting. What's going on? You're on there. Like yeah, he's yeah. just, he's fucking, he's great. Oh man. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I, I think everyone turns in a really great performance. The, the score is really good. Yeah. Uh, quite good. And, um, uh, what else? Oh, the, the, the writer director, Michael Doherty, Super talented guy. Yeah, he went on to write and direct Krampus, which Krampus. I which I actually really like, really enjoyed. Same kind of vein, like there's a little bit of comedy, but you know, it was kind of like Gremlin style. Yeah, like Christmas film. It's good and now he is wrapping up filming the next Godzilla movie. Yeah, which yeah. is fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. So trick or treat. Uh, I don't know what else there is to say other than Sam is. Halloween, and he's permeated pop culture in the same way Jack Skellington has. Which, by the way, Nightmare Before Christmas not on either one of our lists. I never know where that falls. I don't know. I'm, I don't I, know. I know some it's people a like it's movie. perfect for both holidays. I'm like it's perfect for neither. Neither. Yeah, I know. Like, I just weird, don't know when to watch I, it. I, I'm in the same boat. I'll watch it whenever I feel comfortable. If I have time during <laughs> Halloween, I'll watch it. If I have time during Christmas, I'll watch I'm it. I'm watching it in fucking July. <laughs> The hottest day you can find <laughs> in the summer. That's right. Um, but yeah, no, it's permeated pop culture, t-shirts, plush dolls, like the works. Like Doherty has created another yeah. legend the same way, you know, again, coming back to The Crow and yeah. Michael Myers. Like he's created a pop culture icon that represents Halloween in a film that is super unique and super well executed and well told. Uh, there's another anthology Halloween film that we saw two years ago called Tales, Tales, of Tales of Halloween. Yeah. Um, fun. Fun, but, but not done as well. not nearly as good as this. No, no, no. Not, not nearly as means. good. And I, I was reading about some other Halloween anthology films that are coming out. 
something worth mentioning I just saw a little before the podcast. Mm-hmm. The Tales for Halloween Night, that series of books we bought from Storm King when yep. we met Sandy King, yep. uh, John Carpenter's wife. Mm-hmm. They just they just released a news article saying that John Carpenter is going to direct the pilot. Oh, nice. It's going to be a TV show. Oh, dope. Yeah, so that's another one to look forward to, right? Something along those same lines. So yeah. hopefully, it's, you know, hopefully it's just as good. But Michael Doherty has set the bar for Halloween films. Uh, anthology anthology films, for sure. Uh, anthology films, I think. And, uh, and But obviously, you, John Carpenter's Halloween, you know, um, I wouldn't argue the merits between either film. Uh, I'd say they're both good. I, I Watch agree. Them both. That's personal preference. That's for for me. It's personal preference yeah, that yeah. I prefer Halloween over that. But yeah. it's. I've always been both good films. I've always been. I I've always enjoyed sort of like the whimsy of a holiday, and I feel like you gravitate towards fucking whimsy. I'm I'm using that. I'm just abusing that <laughs> word. And I think you're definitely on the other end, which yeah. is more uh, a little scarier, scarier, more like a little more, a little more real. Right? Yeah, like, true. Yeah, a little more like on your doorstep kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, two different two different styles, but there's room for everything. Amen. Thirty-one days in October, man. There's plenty of plenty of people out there. So hopefully, you know, between our list, you guys can get something good out of it. Find a good new movie that you might not have seen. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely recommend every single one and all of our honorable mentions as well because yeah, they were honorable. <laughs> they were honorable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. I mean, the only thing, the other thing I want to mention is that everyone pray because I'm trying to have like a get together on Saturday. Oh God. Where, yeah. you know, like, you know, it's not going to be a costume party, but like I'm going to have everyone come over and, and we're going to do like a pumpkin carving contest. And I'm hoping to put the projector out and like get, you know, like get some movies going. A lot of the movies that we mentioned today, uh, but it looks like it's going to fucking rain. I'm praying and for I, you, man. I'm not going to be really, here for that. But. Yeah. I really do not want it to rain, so uh, let's see how that goes. So, Just put up a sacrifice tart, chickens. Man. Sacrifice chickens. Why would you do to, that? To all of the elder gods to make sure it does not rain. Well, if you're sacrificing the chickens, is that just taking the chicken's life? You can still eat it? You can still eat it. Oh, okay. So yeah, of course. Yeah, sacrifice I mean, why, why waste why would, chickens? Why would you waste why a chicken? Waste Whether a chicken? it's for some sort of cultish ceremony or, you know... To please the, our pagan rain gods. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you still got to eat the chicken. So. Uh, well, that that turned quickly. Yeah. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah. That escalated? <laughs> Fuck, I don't even know. Um, all right, guys. This has been uh, whatever episode number we're on right now. <laughs> I think it's eight or nine, maybe? It, this nine. would technically be nine. I. It's funny, too. While we were recording episode eight... And you'll actually see it if we ever release a video oh, of this it. This is 10, actually. No, no, this is 9. NYC. C. NYC C is 8.2. Ah. Yeah. But anyways, at the beginning of that episode, we're like, this is episode number 7 in like our cool radio <laughs> voices. And, we're like, and as soon as I was listening, I'm like, fuck. Jeez. I edited that shit right out. I just cut it. I was like, fuck it. You're right. Um, it would be right at the beginning of episode 8.1. So if you can tell where the cut is and you're listening to 8.1 at some point, See if you can find that cut. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't have any money for prizes, but uh, <laughs> we'll mention your name in a in a future podcast. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, um, anyways, guys, this has been, uh, to our knowledge, episode nine. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, have a happy Halloween. We'll safe see Halloween. You. Yeah, happy and safe Halloween. Go out, have a good time, and we will see you probably in November. 
Hell yeah. I got stuff to stuff to edit, so yeah. <laughs> it'll definitely be sometime in November. Absolutely. Hopefully we'll get back to our alien our alien coverage. Just That's just gonna be an on, it's it. gonna be an ongoing joke. We're never getting to it. <laughs> Fuck you, Prometheus. <laughs> Alright, guys, All right, thank guys. you very much for listening and have a great rest of your day. See ya. Cheers. All these traditions. Jack o' lanterns. Putting on costumes, handing out treats. They were started to protect us, but nowadays, no one really cares. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes.